Journey Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Journey Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Journey Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Excuse me. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Port Wanimi, California, Joey Nochelprano. Hello, Andy. Good morning, man. Morning. Happy Monday. Yeah, man. A little, little, little Monday morning. A little little football action last night. I like to say I like those 6.30 games. A little, little better on it for us Eastern Coast people. Eastern. Well, Standard you're certainly time. not Eastern Coast. Let's. I mean, we're, <laughs> I, I've, I've I already offended that you're Eastern time zone. Yeah, I did that just to mess with you. Yeah, three thirty here. I mean, games were done. Over. Uh, I grabbed a little. I, I got a little dinner after the game ended. Went right into. Uh, true detective new season of true detective episode and was in bed i was in bed before 10 wow in bed before me yeah man i uh you know i felt like i, I you know we, we did our thing and i said i think the chiefs are gonna win but i'm gonna pick the bills and kind of played out how i thought it might play out did we did we split again we did Oh man, I feel like I—I I don't want to preview Thursday's episode, but I feel like I know how both of us are going to pick both games, and I feel like I know who's going into—I feel like I know who's going into the Super Bowl with a lead. But that could have been devastating to me. Uh, of course, you basically we did the same thing. We deserved to split. Let's be honest, we deserved to split. I kind of—I kind of knew. I ended up betting. I ended up betting the Ravens to cover. I, you know, I was back and forth, back and forth. It was just that game by CJ Stroud in the opening round really convinced me. The whole week leading up to us making the picks, I was like, I don't think the the two games on um, on Saturday are close, and I think the two games on Sunday are. Um, but uh, obviously that that didn't go precisely how it went. The other two games didn't go how I thought, but um, I ended up batting Ravens to cover. Got that one right. But where do you want to start? You want to start with you knowing the Chiefs were going to win? Should we go? Do we go in reverse? No, no I, mean, I want to start with the a, weekend. I want to start with the stat before we even hop into this. Okay. A statistic. Just a little. Andy Ruther, a rug nug. A little they, rug nug. As, as it has been known back in the day. Only two teams have not made the NFC Championship from the entire conference since 1996. Name those two teams. The Dallas Cowboys. Correct. From from either conference, you're saying? No, just from from the NFC. From the two NFC. teams that have not made the NFC Championship game. And the Washington Commanders. You got it. I know my NFC East. You do know your NFC East. The reason I wanted to just get that out of the way... This Cowboys, I, I, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but like, you guys have sucked forever. Like, 
forever. Uh, well, again, like I, I the the more I watch football, so much, so much divisional round action. Andy Ruther's coming with some a week removed from the Cowboys losing. Well, all I just want to get it out there again. The regular season doesn't mean anything to me. It really doesn't. It, like almost to this point, it doesn't because I got in an argument with somebody about it yesterday, which will actually lead us to the divisional round. I don't care what the Cowboys do in the regular season. You've not made you're on the level of the commanders. That's all I'm saying. Like you've made a championship game in your conference since 96. Only two teams. The reason that stat came up was because, right, the Lions make it. So right now, it's just those two teams. I just wanted just, to get I that saw, out. I saw a, uh, I saw an interesting tweet this morning that, speaking of the NFC East, the debacle that is the NFC East, that Ron Rivera was interviewing for the Eagles' defensive coordinator job, and I was like, if they hire Ron Rivera. Can they please hire Jason Garrett to be offensive coordinator and we can just have NFC East idiot coach Voltron Sirianni with with Rivera and and Jason Garrett? That's funny. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, we talk about it. like these guys. I, I don't know. I don't get it. They just they just retread shitty old coaches. Just Jason Garrett clapping as Jalen Hurts tries to stop Nick Sirianni from yelling at the refs and the crowd and the other players while Ron Rivera looks off into the distance like a fucking old man staring at a lake with his, with his transition lenses on. <laughs> well, the look, man, we can hop into whatever you want. Again, the reason I brought that up was because the Lions did make it. And all right, so there you go. You said the, the, the last you want. I mean, seems inappropriate to start with the Lions Bucks game that's that happened on Sunday morning. That's not going in reverse, it's not going in order. Lions fans, I know, are like you know, chomping at the bit this morning, probably can't wait to hear us talk about it. Weirdly, sadly, all the Lions chat that we've done over the thing, we both picked them to win, we both had them penciled in to the NFC. I had them penciled in. The NFC we didn't have them we, covering though. No, we didn't have them covering, but that was, you know, I've had a, I've had a dicey at best gambling, um, uh, uh, playoff so far, but also yesterday, um, my, I picked the chiefs money line. What win that I picked the, I picked a money line four team money line parlay. I picked all the winners this week. You know, uh, I picked, I ended up switching my pick and betting the Ravens. I did lose on the Lions and I did lose on the Niners backers game, but it's making me, you know, I, there was a moment prior to the 14 money line parlay and the Chiefs money line hitting where I was like, man, I'm just taking a fucking bath. And then obviously, you know, last night, big, two big wins, you know, a money line is, is bonus money. Uh, a money line parlay is bonus money. So I got, I got up for the weekend, but before that I was like, God damn it, what's going on? And then I realized, well, I'm looking at these games and I'm knowing who wins. It's just these spreads that are fucking me, which obviously is a gambler's, you know, everything a gambler's about, but that's why typically I stick to money line dogs and I stick to, uh, you know, playing where the value is. But you know, when there's only four games a weekend, you start convincing yourself, well, I mean, I got to bet them all, right? 
It's only four games. I should put a little money on each of them. Are we are we willing to upgrade Jared Goff again? Jared Goff's made two NFC Championship games. You said he went from a medium pizza to what did you say a, he was now? He's a he's a. I still say he's a little Caesars, large, hot and ready. You got to remember, I was blown away when I when I was introduced <laughs> to the little Caesars, large, hot and ready, five dollar large, hot and ready. Like to me, that's perfect. Not only because he's in Detroit, but also because you're like. It's not great, but goddamn if it doesn't do the job Work. when you need it, right? You know what's crazy too? So so he also he been bet out twice. I'm not taking anything away from him. He had that awful throw yesterday that should have been a yeah. pick six. Yeah. And then he had that that two handed weird thing in, yeah. in the first playoff game, right? So it's like two plays have really could have changed the game, but you're right. He dude, he's making plays when he has to. I mean, look. We all talk about playoffs and we talk about quarterbacks. Jerry Goff's won four playoffs games. He's been yeah. in two NFC championship games. Yep. Now, I don't think he can win a Super Bowl because I'm just basing it off what Sean McVay thought and said, I'm getting rid of him. Right. Now, again, I think that Jared Goff could win a Super Bowl in the right situation. I don't think that the situation when you have to go up against the Pats team, when you're a, when you're a young quarterback – who is still getting your your fucking audibles through your headset and they got to get him in before the fucking the you know the the comms go off. I don't think that that was the time. Now, I will say this and this is the props to the Lions fan, the Lions out there, everybody who want wants us to like give the Lions credit. I think this Lions team is talented enough where if you had an elite quarterback, you would be a real Super Bowl contender. But I still think when you look at head coach quarterback defense, now we flip to, you know, we said last week, like what, what if, what if we just gave the lions the defense? Okay. There's no one thinks going into the San Francisco game that they have the better coach or the better defense. Like those they're getting boat raced in. Right. And now, even if you wanted to give them golf, You're still you're still down two one in the. In First the of all, this spreads down. ridiculous to me. It spreads ridiculous to me. Seven, you're you're gonna open up lines minus seven. Give me the lines all day. Let's just do it. I'm, I knew, this is what I when I said it before. I said Ruther's taking the lions, and I'm taking the <laughs> and I'm taking the Niners. Well, hold on, I'm not making my official pick now. Right I now, know, I know because the the spread hasn't moved yet. De we don't know about Debo. We don't. But, but th th that's my thing. Like. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for you, big cock Brock caller, the big cock Brock caller. The well, hold on. Okay, we got, we, we, we got it. All right. We got it. We're, we're all over the place right now. Niners should have lost that game. Let's start. Let's start with the Lions. You you already made us talk Lions. Let's talk Lions Bucks. And then we can go Niners. We'll, we'll do the NFC first. Then we'll go to the AFC. So the Lions get to their first. I said to this last week, I said, congratulations to the Lions. There's you cannot hate on a team that plays in the NFC championship game no matter what even though i agree with you i don't think they're winning the super bowl i actually think that they're not covering the seven next week um i think that the niners are going to boat race them boat relative, race. relatively relatively i think it's probably a you know it's it's a it's a two score game at the end um but as i said last week and i don't know you know if you're a fan of this show 
Andy, follow me on Twitter. I know at some point, a lot of people, oh, they, they stop listening to the show or, or they stop following me on Twitter or whatever. But like the tagging me and the, the Lions things at this point, like I said, that I'm done. Like if you play in an NFC championship game, same as I said about the Knicks, if the Knicks appear in an Eastern Conference Finals, even though I think they have 0% chance of winning the championship this year, I'm a happy fan because, listen, at some point, you just got to get into the competitive realm. Lions, you are competitive when it comes to the title of Super Bowl champion. Do I think that you can win it this year? No, I don't, especially since I think every single team left will boat race you. So, um, yeah, I don't. But that being said, you got to give props. Like, you're in a conference. You're the Detroit Lions. We told you to, we told you to fucking stop showing up to the Thanksgiving games two years ago. You're in the NFC Championship game. But I had penciled them into this round the before the Eagles and Bucks played. And the only reason that I got duped is Baker actually looked pretty goddamn good in the Eagles game. Now, I guess being an Eagles truther and how bad I thought they were, I shouldn't have let that sway my decision. But there was still a great opportunity there at the end for a little backdoor Baker. I'll, I don't even want to talk about the two-point conversion call. I don't even want to talk about the fucking not calling your last time out call. These things are, I just don't even understand. I don't get it at all. You, there's no convincing me of anything on any in any regard. But a pretty good game until it became kind of a shootout at the end. And then it was like, the Lions have way more weapons. You know, they they are a better team. They're They're better equipped for a shootout. Once it went that direction, they were going to pull away, and they did. Baker, thank God for Jordan Love, or else Baker would have the dumbest pass I've seen in a playoffs in I don't know how long. Just like, what is with quarterback, NFC quarterback? Hey, the end of the game. You know what's, you know what seems good? How about over the middle into a lot of coverage? I mean, that's kind of, I hate to say it because I know that they're, you know, I've been, I've been a Baker sort of, I don't want to say I'm a Baker hater, but I've never been like super high on Baker. That's kind of a, and and this is so cliche, but that's kind of a Baker being Baker right there. Right. Like that throw that ended the game, but oh, yeah. you gotta give, you gotta give props. I mean, the, what the lion, what, what the, what the lions are doing is very similar to what McVeigh did with Jared Goff, which is like, Jared Goff certainly way better than he was at making throws in the tight windows and whatever. But it's like, I feel like Jared Goff almost accepts how not cerebral he is. I don't want to call him dumb, but I feel like every coach has done a good job. Just like burning Jared Goff, like a brand and making him understand like no dumb throws. He it's almost like half the time when he lets go of the ball, I'm like, he like you see his eyes go. He's like he's wide open. Like it's like it, during during this whole thing, it's like guys are just wide open all the time, and that's good. That's smart. You know, that's if you have a quality quarterback like that, like let him let him do it. Just hey, just don't don't throw it into trouble ever. Only throw it to guys that you think are open. You know what nobody talks about? Remember when Jameer Gibbs was drafted and everybody said they that was such a reach? Yeah. He's been a great piece for that team, man. Sure. Like, no, he's been a great piece. Everyone was saying, oh, why would you take him at 12? I think is when he was drafted. 
it's worked out pretty well. Like they have a nice one-two combo with him and Montgomery at running back. Obviously, they have a great O line. I do think they have a chance, man. Now, could I see a, a golf meltdown game? Look, I think you're forgetting golf's played there a bunch, playing for the Rams. He's from there. I think he's from Marin County, right? He went to like Marin Catholic High School, went to Cal. I don't know if that helps or hurts him heading home. I just watched, I know it wasn't, I know it was in the rain. I know it was a sloppy game. But when I was watching the Niners Packers game, I said, this is the NFC championship game. I think all the things factoring in, I think the Lions having had both their games at home, I think the Lions having, I mean, they played their tougher game in round one. Like the Rams are a better team than the Bucks. So they got through the tougher team. Then they got like sort of, I mean, obviously yesterday was like a fairly good game until the end. And um, they escaped. It's just like the quality we've seen it in the NFL this year. I think that the, I think that the, I don't want to say the lions are paper tigers. Again, you're in an NFC championship game. So I'm putting you a rung above the dolphins. I'm putting you a rung above the Cowboys. Um, but, in the NFL the whole year, it seems like there has been a divide. There's been a couple of elite teams. There's been a, a bunch of bad teams. And then in between those two, there's kind of like the paper tigers and the what What are they going to do for us is. You can't say the whole year the Bills were an elite team. You can't say the whole year that the Bills were paper tigers. You can't say the Bills were a bad team. The Bills were in the the Bills and the Lions were in that second rung. Question mark. What are they going to do in the playoffs? And, you know, the Packers obviously sort of inserted themselves into that class. Uh, Packers almost run away with that game. But I just think when you look at the teams, Ravens, 49ers. I know people were sleeping on the Chiefs the whole year, but it's also it's the Chiefs. Like those teams, to me, have been in a class all their own the whole year. And I think when we've seen those games happen this year, people go, oh, the Cowboys are blah, blah, blah. So oh, the Dolphins the Niners, are the Niners, though. The, the, What's the, that? The, first, first of all, the, the Niners. So so, so I want to I kind of go to the Niners right now. Green Bay drove pretty much all game. Right? Didn't have any problems driving the ball. They were in command most of that game, man. You know, we see how important kickers are. Dude misses a field goal. And you're like, oh, shit. Obviously, Brock Purdy drives down. Doesn't have a great game, but has the game-winning drive when he has to. We also see Big Cock Brock without Debo. Right. We've seen, we've seen this before. Listen, the, you don't have to tell me who's I. That's me. That's I. That's 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 the Joe. Like I'm like I think the Niners are great, but like we're all fucking sucking big cock Brock. And I was like, it's just not. I just don't see it. And I agree. And I thought, and I really didn't have any rooting interest in this game because I don't have any. I have no beef with the Packers. I have no beef with the Niners. I'm kind of a low key Niners fan forever. I have a lot of Packers friends. Um, I've always kind of liked the Packers. It's nice to see the Packers do well in the post Rogers era. Um, it's nice to see Jordan Love playing well, but at the same time, you know, it, the night the the Packers 
there was a moment there where I was like, ooh, this has like 2011 Giants vibes, like getting hot at the right time, blah, blah, blah. But they beat the Cowboys on the road. They went to San Francisco. They were in that game. But in the end, they didn't come away with it. And also in the end, like that Niners drive, I'm surprised that Niners drive didn't end the game. Like I'm surprised they gave them the ball back. It seemed like they knew exactly what they were doing on that drive. And I almost thought McCaffrey was going to go down at the one. And I know you can't do that when you're down a touchdown or when you're down more than three, because that feels very, you know, you don't want first and goal at the one, four tries. Like you never know what can happen, a hold, uh, whatever. But so he gets in, they dominated that drive. They drove the ball down the field. They won the game. It's like props to the Packers for making it further than I thought they would and giving the Niners a good game. But I think that's a better game that the Niners get from the Lions. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I mean, I think maybe I'm drinking a little Kool-Aid, right? They won two playoff games. Definitely yeah. helps both have been at home. Yeah, to, but to, uh, as far as the Niners the Lions go... can fucking score, though, man. That offense. As far as the Niners go, though, no, there's no part of you that was like combination rain game slash week off game, wake up call game. Mm. No, I don't. I don't use that shit as an excuse, especially weather. No, the weather, but the weather's gonna, the weather's gonna limit you. I understand it was pouring. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, like, like I said, I was rooting for the Bucks, and I said, if the Lions win, I'm gonna, I'm gonna root for the Lions. It's an interesting story. I had zero rooting interest in the Bucks Lions game. I kind of had zero rooting interest in the NFC in general because I'm like, that's cool. Um, but yeah, listen, the I have said that the whole year. Like the the question mark for the Niners, in my opinion, and I know it's crazy because everybody wanted to give them the the NFL MVP in week eleven or whatever, is like the further you go in the playoffs, the more the tougher the teams are gonna get. And Brock did not look good. You know, he looked, he found, he found something on the last drive, but the, and this goes for the, this goes for the bills too. It's like at some point, if you're just like a screen pass guy, if you're like a little flare out to the receiver guy, you know, Josh Allen's going to his legs guy, like at some point, the, the difference between, Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and everyone else in the league right now is when you need Patrick Mahomes to drive a ball 15 yards down the field with the with a big moment on the line, you're confident he's going to do it. I mean, Brock Purdy made a couple great throws on that final drive, but a lot of the games, dumping it out here, dumping it out there, little short ones, like and and you know, there's certainly been some Jared Goff growth but when i see jared goff before the cameras you know widens out when i see jared goff let go of a throw downfield half the time i'm like how did the guy just get wide open and half the time they are and you're gonna have to put some balls in tight windows at some point and i i almost think you know we 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 prop up these quarterback matchups so much but it might be really suitable in this lions niners game 
is like which guy who I kind of think is like borderline, which guy that I kind of thinks like had a op- had like success because they've been on a great team surrounded by great pieces. Which one of them elevates in an NFC Championship game and takes their team to the Super Bowl? Because somebody's gonna have to do it. Yeah, we do have a call from. Uh... We have a lot of Dan Campbells who like to call into the show. This is another one. Different Dan Campbell. Yeah. How's it going, Dirty Sports? This is Dan Campbell. And I'd just like to say I wonder where the Minnesota Farmer Dirtball is right now, man. We just made our ticket to the NFC Championship game, man. We're taking our rocket ship all the way there, man. He said he couldn't design a rocket or we couldn't build that rocket and take it all the way. We're doing it, man. We filled it up with grit and we're going. Vikings fans just sit at home all postseason, man. Feels good to be Dan Campbell here, man. And Bandy Andy and Joe just getting on the bandwagon, just right in the prime time to do it, man. I know you didn't believe in us at first, man, but we're doing it, man. There's room on the rocket for the dirty sports boys. Let's go. We're going to take care of business in San Francisco, man. We're going all the way this year. Dan Talica out, man. Dan Talica. I need to, I mean, if I haven't been clear enough already, let me be clear. When I, when you guys had a matchup against two teams that I thought were shitty, I penciled you in the NFC championship game. I have, Sharpie marker the 49ers into the Super Bowl. I'm not, wow. I'm not, I'm not on the bandwagon. The only, the only thing in pencil right now is do you cover or not? And I've tipped my hand on, on that, depending on where that line settles and if Debo's playing or not. But like I have chiseled in stone. I've made it, I've made a gravestone for the, for the Lions yesterday and I spent some time chiseling. Nice run to the NFC Championship game. No respect for the Lions. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I told you guys, I told you guys last week you would win this game. I told you, like, I'm just telling, I'm just calling it like I see him. You think Eminem goes to that game? Like, would Eminem go all the way out to San Francisco? At this point, I think Eminem, Jason Kelsey, and Taylor Swift should just be the NFL should just be putting them in a limo to planes. Just get them at every game, get all three at every game. Dude, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty unbearable for me, man. The what? When they show her, it's just unbearable. It's just, it's like, what's funny about it is like, of course there's, there's these two sides to it. And like, the truth is everybody's being an idiot about it when the bottom line is it's a very simple, it's very simple. J- Tony Romo used to date Jessica Simpson. Tom Brady used to date Giselle. Giselle and I like, remember, yeah. And I remember them 40 times a game, like no, Jason Kelsey, everybody was like, is it a problem for all you football fans now? Is it a problem for me to see Jason Kelsey twice in the whole game drinking beer without his shirt on, jumping out the window? If Taylor Swift jumps out the window of the box with her shirt off, please show it. Please show it. But 40 times a game is where is the problem. That's the problem. 
and Romo's such a company cuck. Oh, look at like I like the guys like Al Michaels who don't even want to go there. It's just he he's turned into such a dork. I mean, he always was one, but like it's just I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the fake Charger fan reactions from her. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. You're 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 Marion Doe. And and like it, it, to me, it's just it's just about the numbers. Like Eli Manning played in two Super Bowls, they would always show us Peyton. Peyton Manning played in a couple shows, Super Bowls, they always showed us Eli. Like I like, but like, and sometimes I'm like, man, you gave me one Eli a half. You gave me one Peyton on the final drive. Like, give me give me five Peytons a game. Meanwhile, I'm like, it's the same. It's it's the complete. I was like. Dude, Travis Kelsey's dating the most famous pop star in the world. I get it. So show her twice a half. We're like, there's Jason Kelsey putting on his shoes. How is Taylor reacting to the shoes? How early did she get here? We never saw Peyton entering the fucking locker room or entering the stadium via the tunnel when Eli was playing. They were like, and this is what Peyton wore to the fucking game. It's just a matter of numbers. Like, I have no problem with them showing her. Just relax. Well, that's my point. Like, I do remember when Romo was dating Jessica Simpson and she'd be wearing his jersey and all that. Was it Simpson like, or Carrie? Like, like, I mean, it it is weird. J- Jason Kelsey is also, you know, he's the co-host of the most popular sports podcast, one of the most popular podcasts in the world. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he is he is out of focus. In the background shot of Taylor Swift, he's eating a cheese plate. Like he's doing the Ziggy Piggy with a cheese plate in the background and washing it down with two beers, taking his hat off, doing a fake machine gun, doing the Degeneration X thing. And it's all happening in the background out of focus while she adjusts her beanie. Like, yo, show me the fucking... NFL Hall of Famer doing the Kool-Aid man running from one owner's box to the other through a wall. Put that, make that the focus. Shift the focus. Well, another tough one for the, uh, the Bills fans, man. I love that they showed that dude crying too. They we came full circle from last week's dirty sports and we talked about grown men crying. Like you gotta be used to it at this point. So they've lost now back to back divisional rounds at home. Here's the thing Josh Allen, I thought, played a really pretty good game. There are some drops, man, that like like that long ball to Stefan Diggs, for example. It really wasn't broken up. You just dropped it. There were some just there were some great plays like Shakira that like on the touchdown but there were some I mean that throw on that on that touchdown was incredible it was incredible but Josh Allen on those you know the guys coming back to the ball Josh Allen has a a literal arm cannon like that's a throw not to do the Chris Conner that's a throw maybe not my three guys in the NFL could make I mean list them List guys who can make that throw. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Josh. That might be the end of my list. That might be it, man. Um, th- no doubt. But down the street, like 
you were in a situation in that game at the end. You had to score a touchdown. You not only did you have to score a touchdown, if you scored a touchdown, you could you could essentially do the Niners. I was unsure at the Niners again. I was like, you're rolling down here. Just don't leave any time on the clock. Like I'm not even Well, no, look, here, here's the deal. They were gonna they were they were too far down the field for that to happen. And because I've obviously I'm watching the clock too, but I kept saying you get a field goal, and obviously he missed it. But I was like, if you get a field goal, but the Mahomes, whole game, the Josh Allen runs are working, and Mahomes they get down get there, a field goal back. and you're not, and you're not running, you're not, you're not dropping back to pass, and then letting Josh Allen go and picking up six or eight and running even more clock. I'm not but saying Josh Allen made a big mistake on that on that third down, right? Yeah, and they talked about that. What are you doing, dude? There's a guy open to get six or seven yards to make it a yeah. much easier field goal. This and is I don't my know what point. He's doing. This is my point about the whole thing is it felt like he's quick to go to his legs, but then he's not in those situations. And then, I mean, the, the drive fizzled because he just missed. He missed a throw bad, mm. and then he missed a read bad. On back-to-back plays, like Josh Allen, listen. You're talking about the, I, you're talking about the short hop in the end zone and then the missed read. Yeah. And you go from what? for Like... I think they went, what'd they do? It was third and nine. So they go first, they get a yard on the run. It was a 44 they, yard field goal. Yeah. Scott Norwood. By the way, that wasn't even close. Like it wasn't even close. You just can be wide, right? To be wide, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't even care. I know there's a whole, I know there's a whole thing. You don't, you know, when I go play golf, you don't go like, don't miss it short. You don't say that to people, but like for the coach who did the nine 11 speech, I might've grabbed my kicker by the face mask and be like, I don't know if you know anything about the history of the Buffalo bills. You're a young kid. You probably weren't even alive when this happened, but if you miss it, right, we all die in the, in the twin towers. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't need to. All you need to know is if you miss it right, everybody here is dead. This whole stadium dies if you miss it right. That's all you have to do. Don't you imagine? Agree with you um, listen, imagine that the two goalposts are the Twin Towers. I don't care if you kick it between the two buildings. I don't care if you hit Tower One. But under no circumstances can this ball <laughs> be anywhere near Tower Two. You cannot hit Tower Two or barely missed tower two are you understanding N- avoid the south tower at all costs but you agree right even if he makes that i, I i'm saying because my buddy and i were watching the game i said he makes that you're giving patrick mahomes almost two minutes he's yeah. gonna get a field goal he's gonna drive like like you have i kept saying you have to score a touchdown here you have that's to. why and I, you know listen that's why I was saying, like, it felt like there was a different, it felt like there was a different strategy between the Niners' final drive and the Bills' final drive, and the Bills were moving the ball really nicely, and then all of a sudden it's like, pass, 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 and it's now you've left a lot of time left on the clock, even if the field goal does go through. Because yeah, yeah, who doesn't? And and let's talk about that. The reason we have confidence in Patrick Mahomes driving down and winning the game is because everybody did this thing. 
Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs and the, I don't know, maybe this not the year. And now they're going to go on the road. Bruh, played fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was the best offensive game all year, in my opinion. Patrick Holmes is like, I mean, I don't want, I'm not like, I'm a, I'm a stand of Patrick Mahomes' talent, and I'm a stand of what he's been able to do so far. I'm a stand of his athleticism and his arm, and I'm a stand of just the way he plays. I'm not the biggest fan of the guy as like a thing, because, you know, you're like, you're kind of a dork. He's such the, a dork. The, the Kermit the Frog voice and the picture of his fucking, and the picture of his Miss Piggy screaming in his ear when he's in middle school. Like, it's just all, the whole thing. But that being said, he is... It's LeBron James-ish in that he's chasing down the GOAT, like, really quickly. He's chasing down the GOAT. When you look at statistically what he's able to do, the fact that he, you know, we never say, like, game manager. We've never had the, like, we've never had it. Like, it's Patrick Mahomes shows the fuck up. Oh, yeah. delivers. Bro. Well, here's the thing with him. The reason they lose that Super Bowl to the Bucks, right? He's getting sacked. He's getting pressure. If you give him time, and they did all day yesterday, the Chiefs offensive line played amazing. If you give him time, you're fucked. I'm talking, it doesn't matter. It's the Ravens, the Bills, the Niners. If you give Patrick Mahomes time, you're going to lose the game. Plain and simple. It was the same blueprint with Brady. If you give him time, he is going to carve you up like a Thanksgiving turkey. He's so good. He's going to find the open guy. It doesn't matter whether it's a name like Kelsey or well, or any of the other guys on the roster. Yeah, he's going to carve you up. And he had time yesterday, and they were just getting chunk play after chunk play. And when he doesn't have time, he's so good at escaping. He runs like he runs at three quarters speed. He runs like me running suicides at the end of basketball practice when I'm just like, I just don't have it in me to continue running. I'm like, how do you run while looking like you're running as hard as you can, but while not running and conserving some energy? He runs like that. He's like, oh, am I going to go down? I might slide. If you get close to me, I'm ready to slide at any given moment. And it just keeps going. If the fake pass, he's just so he is the definition, forget Michael Jordan and forget LeBron James and forget the Tom Brady's and the Peyton Manning's. Like when you watch Patrick Holmes play, you're like, this game's in slow motion for him. This game, he he plays a game in slow motion. And it is a pleasure to watch as a as a fan of football, a fan of quarterbacks. Like he's really goddamn good. And I also want to do like, listen, I'm going to do a quick overrated, underrated. I still am on like the Andy Reid overrated campaign because I mean Patrick Mahomes, he's just so goddamn good. Okay, that was the, I, I got in a huge argument with my buddy about that last night. Literally the same exact discussion. He was like NFL coaches, and he of course mentioned Andy Reid right away. He's like, he's got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I found myself defending Andy Reid, and I said, look, man, he's won everywhere he's gone though. He's won with Donovan McNabb. Now he didn't win a title. He's won with Alex Smith. Again, doesn't win a title. He's a really good coach. Yeah, he's a really good coach. Also, people have sort of made him an elite coach. Now, like, no one's talking about the elite coaching of Andy Reid without Patrick Holmes. In fact, the most Andy Reid play I've ever seen was 
giving McCole Hardman the ball. Like, dude, what do you like that? That was there was times when I was a Giants fan where something would happen and then all of a sudden it would be Eagles fourth, first and goal on the two. And I'd be like, we have a 50% chance of stopping them because Andy Reid's going to fucking hand this ball off to a tight end right now. Like he's going to give us an opportunity. Like Andy Reid, that play call almost cost them the game. And I'm just saying overrated because like all of the real accolades of Andy Reid's career have been with Patrick Mahomes. Now, at the same time, and you can say this is a being a Giants homer thing. At some point, we have to talk about how absolutely underrated Steve Spagnuolo is. Talk about winning everywhere he goes. Talk about oh, okay. fucking. Let me take a step back. I respectfully 100% disagree that Andy Reid is overrated. I do not think he's overrated. Okay. He's an elite. He's. An, I think he's a great coach. I think he's an elite coach. I think it's it's. What what you're trying to do now is kind of a la Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and I'm like the two together make magic. Now now hold on, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is next level. There's only like we talk about one of one. There's Patrick Mahomes one of one, and and it's been that way since he entered the league. Six straight AFC Championship games. All the stats to back it up. All the wonderful plays. All the highlights. We've seen it all. Don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is one of one. But with Andy Reid, I think comes some great play calling. He hasn't had to have debacle time management because they're usually winning, right? I, I agree, though. If we want to pivot to, to uh, Spagnola, he's been a great coach. I mean, here's the thing about this Chiefs team. Again, he's never had a defense this good. A top three points per game defense. They're good, man, and they play when they have to. And the, I think what makes Spagnola great is sometimes he comes out with a great game plan, and sometimes he figures it out. And yesterday, the it looked like they weren't going to have an answer for Josh Allen. Mm. And then down the stretch, they just got tighter and tighter and tighter. And we're at a point now where, dude, he's done it. He's done it against great teams where you're like, Jesus Christ, this guy came up with some either either adjustments or obviously the two Super Bowls against Brady, some game plans. You talk about pressuring Brady without blitzing. They were like, he's had some elite game plans in some big games. And then in this game, it seemed like, man, Josh Allen and the Bills just might be too athletic. Our offense hasn't been what it's been the whole year. And are we going to be able to keep up in a shootout? And it looked like no. And then they put the clamps on. I mean, there was a point in the game where they were running away with the yards per, you know, the, the total yards. And then I think they flashed it on the screen in the last drive. All of a sudden they had the exact same amount of yards in the game. Well, well, that's why next week is so interesting, right? You're setting up Spagnuolo's game plan against Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. and against a guy who's about to win his second MVP. And and look, the Chiefs, as much as it annoys me, they get behind this me against the world shit 
you know, the whole mantra last year, nobody believed in us, which was a complete lie. It works for them. Now, everybody, and I was one of them saying, well, I actually wasn't saying they were going to, I wasn't saying they were going to lose because they never played a real playoff game. I was just saying they've never played one. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And obviously it didn't affect them. I have to bring up something though. You brought up Patrick Mahomes in slow motion. I'm going to have nightmares of watching DeMar Hamlin run a fake punt in slow motion. What the fuck was that? There's this whole... Okay. What was that? Here's the thing. I think... I've, I've, what I've noticed about me... I think I'm a conservative football coach. I think I'm a conservative football coach. I fucking punted there. Like, I punted there 100%. Appreciate you're near 30 yard line. But <clears throat> the me. analytics, all some I guess here's the thing. In order of what I would do, <coughs> I would punt it there, <coughs> then I would go for it, and then I would fake punt. Now listen, I will hear the argument that was being said on the broadcast that they had 10 guys on the field. I won't. Um, what's that? I won't. I'm here for it. Listen, it, who's in, Demar Hamlin running the ball for? Demar Hamlin? Right. I literally I mean, was dead last year. He's yeah. you, you, the fucking the guy who just rose from the tomb. Lazarus is running the ball. He's been dead for three days. It felt like that's exactly what they were doing, though. It felt like this is going to be a big. Not only is it a momentum swing if we get a fake punt, but it's a momentum swing if we get it with this guy. And in the end, it was the complete opposite. It was a huge momentum swing that you didn't get it, and you have to have the corpse of Demar Hamlin walking slowly, walking over to the sideline while the camera pans into the inside of his eyeball, and you see one <laughs> tear, like the fucking with like the Indian on the side of the road watching litter. Like it was just like the one small tear coming out as he realized the worst thing he I mean, was set up to fail. No. There's that infamous Pat McAfee fake punt. Like this is up there. I'm I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing the ten men on the field. Who cares, dude? I'm like, hearing it because you know. Here's why I'm hearing it because I'm a gambler, and when you play blackjack, and you sit at a blackjack table, the odds are you're going to lose. The absolute only way to play blackjack is to pound your value situations. You got to double down. You got to double down when you got the soft cards. You got to double down. You you, you got to double down when you got a nine and the dealer's got a fucking four showing. You got to double down. You got to take all of those situations. And in a game that's pretty evenly matched between two pretty evenly matched teams, it's going back and forth. When they give you a double down, when the dealer's showing 10 and you're showing 11, you got it. I'm here for the audible to the punt the fake punt if they're down a man that's football baby you don't have a guy on the fucking other side of the field well but then you better be able to execute that every single fucking time this is the spot where they're deficient because they don't have a player out there and now we know we can run this with demar hamlin i I also kind of love the demar hamlin thing because if you get it it's a moment it's a huge momentum swing but that's execution. If you don't get it. I mean, this this comment on YouTube sums it up. Make a wish kid ass play. I mean, it is. It's a make a wish play. That was a make a wish play. But here's the thing, Andy. We dunk on analytics all the time. Because analytics don't consider momentum. 
And I think the make a wit make a wish kid ass play also doesn't consider momentum. It's a huge momentum swing if you get it. Huge. Well, look, they got bailed maybe out. Maybe I'll say this: maybe even a bigger momentum swing if you get it than the momentum swing of them not getting it. Well, look, obviously it didn't work. They get bailed out by the fumble out of the end zone. Which let's just change that rule already. I love that rule. How? I'm the only guy in the world who loves that rule. You what, are. What What are we doing here? Why should you ball, be rewarded? Put the ball back at the 20. No. Don't fumble the ball in the end zone. So, so okay. So, I'm just this, this is a little hypothetical here. Everybody hates this rule, and I'm like, what, what, like yeah, it's what, a terrible uh, rule. So, so, I so, you, so, you drive down an entire field, and you fumble the ball. You lose possession? Yeah, because here's the thing. Here's here's why not just loss of down if you fumble the ball if you fumble the ball into the end zone, okay? If you fumble the ball into the middle of the end zone, you can't recover it for a touchdown. Okay, because you can't advance it. So there's only the opportunity of the defense recovering your ball. It's precisely why they run these plays that go to the pylon, because it's a safety zone. It's a safety zone. If I fumble or if I get knocked or if I do this, I'm running this pylon. I'm running this safety. You shouldn't have just like, oh, we live in a world where like I can run over here and not have to worry about anything because I'm just running to a safe area. No, if you fucking lean out and you fumble the ball, I'm totally okay with it. Like I'm all about like in in a league that is so offensive offensively dominated in a league where I watch these defensive backs and I'm like, I I can't even imagine a human being being athletic enough to play defensive back in the NFL at this point. Like you just have, you're just like, dude, at this point you're just like, accept that the majority of guys, there's eight guys in the league who aren't just getting cooked on a daily basis. Like who running downfield with a guy, the pass interference and, or the catch or the whatever, like it's impossible to play defense. We're just going to make it more offensive friendly. We're just going to one more thing for the offense. I think if you get down there, protect the fucking football. You're on the goal line. Bill Belichick doesn't let you reach the ball out. Yeah, protect the ball. You shouldn't lose possession. Unless Why not? They That's what happens when you fumble. You lose possession. Not always, though. That's the point. If you not always. Ball, right, if, not Joe, always. If you, because... if, if you fumble the ball out of bounds, you don't lose possession. Right. But that's why you get, you're down you by the goal line. You do. You're you're on you're on a Joe Prano island on that one. I know, and I because I'm sick of hearing sick of hearing teams like, oh, oh, our player in the biggest spot on the field decided to fumble, and we're going to punish him. How dare you? So you don't think that's fair to just put the ball loss of down, put the ball at the twenty? No, I mean it's it's fair, but it's but I also think how does that work now? So now well, you the, get. Well, it works this way. Again, let's say it's first or second and goal. You're back at the 20. It's going to be way tougher to score and you're to settle. But for you're, three you're points. still giving it's still, it's still points. Basically it's still 95% chance for points. I think it's a really stupid role. They're going to change it. That's one of the, one of the rules they're going to review. I hate, I hate people complaining about this. 
Well, they're going to change it because of that reason. Enough people have complained. I just think if you're down at the goal line, you protect the ball. We, we talk about red zone turnovers all the time. Red zone interceptions. Don't make that throw in the end zone. Don't make it whatever. If there's a if there's a, a a Matt Ryan doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame conversation with all his stats, it's that I can't imagine. I can't count how many times I watched Matt Ryan throw a fucking red zone interception. And I'm like, why is it that you become inept when you get into the red zone? To me, it's like when you're in the red zone, get points no matter what. Protect the fucking football. Also, what like. Dude, it was first down. Why are you why are you leaning over the goal line? Instead, you get it, it's it's second and goal on the half inch line if you go down, but you're reaching. Well, you Punish know why? Stupidity. Punish you, stupidity. The minute you break the plane, that's a touch. Yeah. Yeah. So you better fucking break it and hold on to the goddamn football. Didn't, didn't know you had such strong feelings on this one. Uh, my strong feelings on it are I think the rule's fine. And every time it happens, worst rule in sports. The whole internet, worst rule in sports. We're going to have a game decided by this. Have a game decided by what? Uh, offensive player being reckless with the football on the half inch line? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, yes, the game's going to be decided on this. Do you think Sean McDermott's job should be in jeopardy? Um, no, and here's why. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs beat everybody. Like, I picked them to win this game. Like, at some point, we got to be, you know, give credit, credit where credit's due. Like, you're looking for a guy to get you over the hump against the Chiefs? Mm, I don't know if you're going to. I don't know if you're going to find that guy out there. Who's the guy who, who's the head coach where you, and this is a serious question, Andy, you can replace Sean McDermott with any coach yesterday before the game. Who's the coach where you are then suddenly confident bills minus three. No, I agree. I I don't know. I wouldn't replace Bill Belichick. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's the Chiefs conference until it's not. And even if the Chiefs lose this week, it's still the Chiefs conference. Yeah, based on Brady and the Brady and the Patriots lost some fucking AFC championship games and lost some Super Bowls and lost some playoff games. For sure. But they're gonna be right fucking back there next year. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's the Chiefs until it's not. Until it's not for a few years in a row. Which brings us to the Baltimore Ravens. Who, after a close first half, just beat the shit out of the Texans. Texans never had a chance offensively. Yeah. Yeah, the punt return, they 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 were hanging in there defensively. Great defensive coach. Um, but... They, they had no chance. They were not running the ball. Stroud wasn't, you know, they weren't giving Stroud those those looks that he was getting in, in the last week of the season and the, whatever. Like, the again, 
I, I don't know how I convinced. I woke up the, the day the lines were showing. I was like, yeah, they're, they're kicking their ass. And then I just talked myself out of it. And then I talked myself back into it before I bet it. I think that's kind of the thing. I think, you know, the Lions are better than the Texans. But I, I think in the end, I just settled on Ravens have been an elite team the whole year. Nice little story here for the Texans, but they're an elite team. And I think that was just a class. Different different classes of football team. So I know there's probably people listening as well. I had a discussion with a buddy who he's ready to he's ready to crucify me on my Lamar Jackson takes because of that game. So we're texting yesterday about it, and yo, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I, I said, yeah, he had a nice second half. But I'm gonna say this, and, and this is not me moving the goalpost. And this is what I said to my buddy on text. I said, look, man, he had a nice second half. I'm not taking anything away from Lamar. But I said, whether it's Lamar Jackson or any quarterback in the NFL, let's put things in context for his season and all his seasons, to be honest. And this is what I said. The Ravens have the number one ranked points per game defense, number one ranked rushing yards per game, which obviously Lamar contributes to. And this was my point. If you give any quarterback, and actually I used Burrow because my buddy's a Bengals guy. I go, can you imagine Joe Burrow with the number one ranked points per game and the Bengals who the last two years have had the bottom three rushing yards per game with the number one rushing yards? I go, who the fuck are the Bengals losing to? I said, and this isn't taking anything away from Lamar. I'm just saying he has the number one ranked defense and the number one rushing yards. It's this is what it is. Get ready for it, dirtballs. Get ready for it, because I'm about to compare some people. This is what it is, and the numbers line up. His numbers are so spot on. 2013 Seattle Seahawks, because guess what? They had the number one ranked defense, and they had the number three rushing yards per game. And if you look, pull it up, because I did. If you pull up Russell Wilson's 2013 and Lamar Jackson this year, they're within 300 passing yards. Russell Wilson, two more touchdown passes, but also two more interceptions. They're within 300 rushing yards. Now, Lamar beats him in touchdown, rushing touchdowns five to one. But my point is this, and I'm not taking anything away from Lamar. Lamar's numbers are eerily similar to Russell Wilson when they won the Super Bowl. All I'm saying is, when you have the number one ranked defense and the number one rushing offense, quarterback's going to win some games. He's not putting up insane numbers. This isn't taking anything away from Lamar, so I'm not willing to take that L like my buddy wants me to take or from anybody. Lamar had a great second half, and if Lamar wins a Super Bowl, he earns that contract, hands down. Hands down, in my opinion. One Super Bowl, that's all I need. He earns it. But don't sit there and tell me he doesn't have a shit ton of help his entire fucking career. That's all I'm saying. Dude, imagine Peyton Manning with the number one ranked defense and the number one rushing attack. Get the fuck out of here is all I'm saying. People who want to crucify, oh, you're so wrong about Lamar. You're so, Dude, he's got fucking everything he needs. I love that you're essentially screaming Joe Prano about Russell Wilson. 
and the only reason we're not like yelling at each other right now is because obviously I agree with you. Whereas you used to be on the other side of that coin and you were like, clutch, clutch, clutch. If I get the deep ball, blah, 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 blah. But one more thing. And that's the thing when Lam- Lam- and it's to give Lamar some credit because he should get credit too. He's not fucking these games up. He's winning them the right. same way Russell Wilson was. But, but are you surprised Joe, how eerily similar their stats are? Um, Nah, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit surprised. Like I was there. surprised. You know, I mean, 300 rushing yards is a lot, although it does break down to like 15 or 20 a game, whatever that 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 works out to. Um, it, my Lamar Jackson take has never been that the guy's not a good quarterback. My Lamar Jackson take was always, and this goes forever. This is, I mean, when when people want to break down the Joe Prano quarterback take, everybody seems to like, they love to argue with me. Like you guys love to do the like freezing cold takes thing and just talk about statistics and numbers and wins and losses. And it never factors in the, the number one thing that I'm considering in these situations, which is the money. I loved Russell Wilson as a fourth round pick or whatever the fuck he was getting rookie deal. And then they can fucking walk away from Matt Flynn and never look back and whatever. The day I bailed on the Russell Wilson thing was when they paid him. It was the day I bailed. And the thing with Lamar Jackson is, dude, if Lamar Jackson's going to play for $15 million a year for you, you should make him your quarter. You should give him a lifetime contract. You should give him a Coach K deal. My criticism of Lamar Jackson this offseason was you don't stay on the field, you don't win playoff games, you need your legs to win. And you want to be the highest paid quarterback in football and you want it for 10 years or eight years or whatever. When it's like, show me where that works. I got a call last night from Lachlan Patterson, who's, you know, a casual football fan at best. And he threw out the hottest hot take I've ever heard. He's like, are we sure Josh Allen's the top five quarterback in the league? He's like, at what point does he come through? At what point does he make a big throw in a big situation? Hyper talented, crazy big. Can't believe what he's able to do with his legs. But like, when does he come through? And I said, yeah, he is a top five. He is. You know, I think people tend to maybe overrate him a little bit too, especially when he's going in through these, when he's having these big moments where they're like, it's Mahomes and and Allen, 1A and 1B. And you're like, dude, there's no, this is not the Jordan fucking LeBron debate. There's no 1B in the NFL. Not Joe Burrow, not fucking Josh Allen, not Lamar Jackson, not whatever. There's a one guy who yeah. is the man in the NFL. And th- that this isn't a Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady situation. One guy's got the MVPs and the stats and the other's got the Super Bowls. This is a Patrick Holmes has the stats and the Super Bowls and the MVPs and the, all the things. He's the guy. So. You know, that to me was like a super hot take, but my, the Josh Allen is gigantic and is like running through people and I still fucking hate it. I still hate the long-term QB running the ball. To me, I have no problem with anything, but like when the money is, when you have the high money and the high years and the high usage on your body, I don't like it long-term. I said this a couple of weeks ago. 
if Lamar Jackson wins this year, wins a Super Bowl this year, I still don't feel like I have a freezing cold take because the Ravens have won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. They've won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. They can win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. But I don't know if I love the Lamar Jackson deal for a long term when you look at his style of play because they're not the Lions. They're not the Bears. They're not the you know, the Dolphins, your goal here isn't necessarily one Super Bowl and then ride off in the sunset and watch Lamar Jackson continue to get slower and continue to get more banged up and continue to whatever. Like, sure. Like Lamar Jackson is a great QB, but we're also, we're one game into this playoffs for them. They had a buy. We're one game into this playoffs run. Is your is your Lamar Jackson take dead now, but it gets revived if they don't make the Super Bowl? Well, and that was my point too. This is again, I'm not. It's not shit on Lamar Jackson. It's the second playoff win ever. That that was my point. I go, I go it's one game, and he had a great second half. No one, no one can deny his athletic ability. And Lamar Jackson is a way better quarterback than Cam Newton. Let me just say that hundred percent. But L- L- Lamar Jackson came into the league a better passer than, well, maybe not came into the league, but two years into the league was a better passer than Cam Newton ever was. Correct. But if Lamar Jackson doesn't win the Super Bowl this year and he, the, his ability, his passing ability doesn't continue to improve at the same rate it is as his ability to run. Just athleticism. That's just the way it goes, man. Mike Vick had fucking two or whatever years off. He's in jail. He backed up for a while. There's not a lot of guys who keep that running ability. Like Mike Vick was able to do it because he had he had extended breaks. Not a lot of guys who are just like, I'm an elite runner. Like all through their career. I think I've lost Andy Ruther and that's fine. Um, to me, the Lamar Jackson thing is go win the Super Bowl and then just be there every year for a while. Be Patrick Mahomes. Be in be in four AFC championship games in the next six years. And then I will lay down on the ground and let you ride over me in the freezing cold take truck. Yeah. But first things first. Be the Chiefs, man. That's a huge fucking deal. Otherwise, otherwise, it's the same phone call. Like the, the Lachlan's phone call was this is an aggressive hot take, but like I'll talk. I won't just hang up on you. I'll talk about it with you. You know, and the same thing goes for fucking Lamar Jackson. Listen, Joe Burrow beat the Chiefs. On the road, too. Right. And look, the storylines of this game are amazing. They would have been great whether it was the Bills or whether it was the Chiefs. There's great storylines for sure. But the Chiefs are the team, man. You got them at home. Surprisingly, I learned this is the first ever Ravens home AFC championship. Right, they've won two Super Bowls since they moved back to Baltimore. They've never actually played a home AFC championship game. All those things are in your favor. 
Listen, but but as, let me for, ask you for this: the, for the people, for the people who want the freezing cold Lamar Jackson takes, you know what helps your cause? If the Ravens win this game, twenty-seven ten, and Lamar Jackson throws three touchdown passes, or Lamar Jackson throws two touchdown passes and runs for one, he had an, an amazing fucking game. Yeah. He had an amazing fucking game. Okay. But even the people who picked the Texans cover, no one thought the Texans were winning the game. He had an amazing fucking game. Yeah. He's got to have an amazing fucking game again. And they've got to listen. I'm not saying them winning a close game doesn't prove anything. Of course it does. Get to the Super Bowl. Step one, I'm just saying in terms of like taking an L on Lamar Jackson, I don't think anybody was out there being like Lamar Jackson's trash. I think the taking the L on Lamar Jackson is like guy can't stay on the field. Guy hasn't played in a fucking AFC championship game. Guy hasn't played in the Super Bowl. Guy isn't whatever. And it's also just like to me. I'm I'm throwing dirt on fucking Jalen Hurts right now. I'm throwing dirt on fucking Tua. I'm throwing dirt on Dak Prescott. I'm doing like long term. What are we doing here? I think I find the Jalen Hurts contract hilarious at this point. And the Ravens are a very, 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 very well run organization, which is why it's. It took him like, like anybody trying to dunk on the Ravens right now. It's like they, he's their quarterback. They ended up getting their guy and they didn't fucking, you know, they gave him a ton of money, but like they tried to play hardball with him because they have the same concerns that I'm sure Lamar quote unquote haters do, which is like, dude, you're not on the field and we haven't fucking sniffed the Super Bowl with you. I would argue right now there's more pressure on him and the Ravens than there is the Chiefs. Of course, of, uh, yeah. Right. By a Chiefs trillion have, percent. By a trillion percent. The Chiefs have already won two Super Bowls. They've already shown what they can do. That's been the big knock on Lamar. Can't win the big game. Can't even win playoff games. And it's a home game, man. You got a lot. There's a lot of pressure. That's. That's why, to bring it back to your boy, Spagnola, that's why it's like, what's the game plan here? Now, the Ravens beat the shit out of the Niners in San Francisco. Again, regular season. Remember when the Ravens did that to the Patriots? Remember that? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a Sunday night game. I remember it. The year Lamar won the MVP, and everybody's like, oh, no one's stopping the Ravens. Dude, the playoffs are a different animal, man. They are. They're a different animal. It's it's going to be a fun one. The line opened exactly what I thought it would, minus three. Yeah. yeah. Baltimore. I was assuming the other one would be about minus four and a half, but again, that one was opened up big. Oh, look, I, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun game. And again, in my opinion, for that money, you got to win a Super Bowl. And to be honest, that's not just for Lamar. I could make that argument for any quarterback. Dude, if you're going to make that much money, you got to win a title. Whether it's 
Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, any of these guys, Justin Herbert, to justify all that money, all that cap space, you got to win a title, man. And listen, I'm like that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm right now dancing on the Jalen Hurts contract. A lot of people don't necessarily agree with me, but I, but I believe, I believe that right now. I'd be like, man, tough scene, tough scene that that contract hasn't started yet. But they were a play away from winning the Super Bowl last year. Lamar Jackson's still a game and a game away from that. Yeah. I know. Do you have any rooting interest in that game? Um, I get, I mean, I don't know. That's tough. Like, the thing that's tough about the Chiefs for me this year is, I you know me, I, I'm I'm the world's foremost Taylor Swift hater. Like I mean, a lot of people hate her. I hate her on I hate her on like multiple levels. I'm not just like annoying pop star. I hate. I think I think she's bad for the world. Um, and I'm happy to get I get deep on that on stage. I get deep, like there's a lot of there's a lot of. I have a lot of issues with Taylor Swift. So it's tough for me to be rooting for the chiefs right now. At the same time, I picked Niners chief Super Bowl in our NFL preview. It's nice being right. You know, yeah. I guess I got that. I guess I got the thing. And, but at the same time, there's a, a, you know, there's something exciting about the potential of Lamar Jackson being in the Super Bowl. Like that's a fun he's a fun guy to watch. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And you know I me, know. I mean the rooting interest also is like Imagine if they just added Odell and win the Super Bowl. Like is he just the Deion Sanders of uh oh, of modern day? You get you get Odell Beckham and you go you go to win the Super Bowl. If 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 the Ravens get in the Super Bowl, I'm hammering Odell first TD. The Harbaugh brothers could win a college football and a Super Bowl title the same year. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it's a fun one. I th- obviously, that's going to be grabbing all the headlines between the two games. Oh, I think the whole world right now, it's weird because, like, I'm not that guy. But the general consensus seemed to be, like, everybody, like, every man is now a Lions fan, right? And I'm like, yeah, not me. But um, it seems like a lot, there's going to be a lot of attention on on, on Lions Niners, too. Because the Lions, Lions fans are, or, or Lion, the Lions team is certainly, like, the story of the postseason, right? Yeah, probably. Everybody loves an underdog and blah 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 blah. Cinderella story and so do you remember the call that Alex from Kentucky made last week? Oh God. Yeah, of course. I mean he's probably giving you nightmares. I, I I wish I could say it did, but I like 
I forgot it happened immediately after because I'm like, well, I, I should not have a place in my brain for that kind of stuff. It well, you know, that call, which I like to call the spectrum calls, was so bad that he brought out a dirt ball who's never called the show. Wow. Love it. Let's fucking go. A dirt ball that like, we know. No, but just like a long time listener is okay. like, I have to. I'll just play it. I'll just play the call. I know. I love when Andy previews the entire call and then give it to us. Boys, what's up? This is Clay from Columbus. Number one quality of life dirt ball. Guys, I've been listening to this podcast for eight years or something like that. This is my first time calling because on last Thursday's episode, the play that you called or the call that you played, sorry, from Alex from Kentucky was the dumbest shit I've ever heard on this podcast by far. Really saying something. And uh, we've heard some from some very special characters over the years. Along the lines of uh, Poop Sock, Chabelli, you know, those classic moments. Anyways, Alex, you're a disgrace to Kentucky and Tennessee. Bottoms <laughs> are for you. And uh, other than that, yeah, love the show, boys. Keep it up. Shout out CT. Shout out A. Millie. Wow. Shots fired. So a couple of things. First of all, he brought up he sh who shall not be named. And I, uh, yesterday, just before kickoff, you know, I, I was... I was rooting for the Chiefs a little bit because I picked them. I was rooting for the Chiefs a little bit because, like, whatever. But, like, I like, like, the 315 crew are Bills fans. Bills Mafia is fun. Like, I don't really have an issue with Bills fans. I'm, I'm not, like, a hero or there on Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's a top five quarterback in the league, obviously. But, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't really have strong takes. It hit me. Like I woke up, like I was like, you know, when you woke, wake up hungover, it feels like you haven't taken a breath in 30 minutes. And you're like, <gasps> I right before kickoff yesterday, I was like, he who shall not be named is a Bills fan. And I was like, suddenly I was a diehard Chiefs guy. Suddenly I was like, yeah, fuck that fucking dude. So that's hilarious that his name is now brought up, been come to mind twice in the last day. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love I love that Alex from Kentucky is making people call the Dirty Sports Hotline for the first time. Now, counterpoint to this. There was a moment where it was Belichick, Carroll, Vrabel, and Harbaugh. All this stuff's happening. We're not hearing about Mike Vrabel at all. Like... Second interview with the Chargers for Harbaugh. Second interview for the Falcons for Belichick. Seems like those might be circling the drain here, right? Is Mike Vrabel not going to coach in the NFL next year? Well, I, I, I don't know. And I was wondering the same thing. What about the Seahawks? A younger version of Carroll. I mean, is that what he is? Yeah. Basically. 
kind of wild if you think about it. I mean, is Belichick really going to go to the Falcons? Sounds like it. Which I'm okay with, by the way. Like, I know a lot of people are like poo pooing. It's not as sexy. That's why. It's not as sexy as him going where, though. It's sexier than him going to the Commanders. Chargers. Chargers, sure. But it seems like it seems like he's maybe got the as far as like Belichick is above your front office, essentially, right? Like if you're an executive at one of these teams, if you're a you know, I don't know if he's in talks to be GM places, whatever, but like forget all anything, like doesn't matter who you are, unless you are the owner. There's no one above Belichick, right? So it seems like Belichick has to answer to one man in any organization. That's going to be the owner. When you look at the Cowboys and you look at the Chargers, those don't seem like owners that Belichick is going to answer to. True. And by answer to, it's like maybe Arthur Blank or whatever. It's like, you don't have to answer to me either. I'm just... You know, we want you to your fucking football team, whatever. Just like maybe from a from a stupidity, a net, like a, a a bad person kind of standpoint, like maybe he's just like, I didn't want there's never a chance I was doing anything with the Joneses or the Spanos family. Yeah. Why do you want that headache, especially at that age? Yeah. That's fair. I mean, if not, I just want to see. I'm just. It's more of the curiosity factor with the Chargers. I would like to see then Harbaugh go there. Yeah, it seems like that might be happening. Yeah, if he wants to leave. Do you right. think that? Do you think there's any fear if you're a coach? Obviously, Harbaugh's a smart guy. And a good football coach. Do you think that there's any fear that you're like, do I join the fucking Chiefs division? Yeah, why wouldn't there be? We just talked about it. It's it's the Chiefs. That's just the division. It's the Chiefs conference. It's been the Chiefs conference for six years. Basically, you know, since the Patriots won their last title. It's been the Chiefs conference. Do you think there's any fucking? Do you think there's any part of Harbaugh that's like, let's see how my brother does next week against them in an AFC Championship game before I decide to fucking join their division? I mean, a lot of people would say, listen, Ohio State had a stranglehold on the on the Big Ten the way the Chiefs do, and he went in there and he he's turned that around, but. Well, Patrick, I mean, again, it all goes back to the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Yeah. You know, if Patrick Mahomes, okay, this is what, year six as a starter? Imagine if he has a 15-year career. You could deal with that shit for nine more years. Right. Good luck. Like, even if the Chiefs lose next week, Everybody rags on how bad their offense is, and they're still in an AFC championship game. 
all these drops, all these shitty receivers. It doesn't matter. Now, we're, I'll throw talking, out something. Else. Okay, go ahead. I'll say, now, if Travis Kelsey retires, then it gets interesting. If the old safety blanket's gone. And, and look, here's the thing. If the Chiefs, let's say do the you Chiefs think won, do you think that's Do you think that's a possibility? I do what if do they think? win the Super Bowl. If they win the Super Bowl, what do you put it at? You put it at 50-50? 50-50. I know there's a lot of talk of... You know, all he dude, he's probably dude, he's we all know he's eating all this up. He's a next level star now with the Taylor Swift thing. He's but in a does, million commercials. Does that fall off when he's just like out of the limelight? Like if if listen. They their podcast I, is so I, big. I, I, I just, hate I hate to be a doomsday scenario guy when it comes to relationships. You know, I'm rooting for everybody in this whole fucking world to like be happy and whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. sure whatever. Sure. You talk about, hey, the Chiefs, man. Chiefs are going to be there. No matter what happens, Chiefs are going to be there. Chiefs are going to be there. Chiefs are going to be there. With almost more certainty than Chiefs are going to be there, I can say Taylor Swift's going to fuck up her boyfriend shit. Like, she just seems like a pain in the fucking ass. I mean, you talk about a high-maintenance, absolute fucking mental case, weaponizing therapy talk. Fans that are gross and dumb. Like, you're Travis Kelsey, you retire, and then Taylor Swift and you break up. Now you're what? Now you're what? Podcast guy? Now, I, I understand know. I understand the whole going to the Hall of Fame of my brother situation. It's pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. There's been talk, I think, um, there's been talk that maybe a Tom Coughlin, did, did, is, Tom Coughlin wasn't already voted in the Hall of Fame, right? I think there's talk of, like, Tom Coughlin, voters will, like, wait to vote for Coughlin because they want him to go in with Eli. Um, But I get it. Kelsey Brothers going to the Hall of Fame together. It'd be a pretty fucking cool day you know travis has on some fucking wild you know designer shirt on under his gold jacket jason kelsey has nothing on under his gold jacket like i get it it'd be cool but at the same time you're on the verge of of a dynasty if you guys win the super bowl this year well they are they are, I mean, that's a mini dynasty already. Sure, but you went back-to-back Super Bowls in, in three and four years. Then that's what the Cowboys did in the 90s. Yeah. So I'm saying. That's a dynasty last time they were relevant. Right. Weigh in on the conversation. 310-359-8365. Win on anything. I wanted to touch base on one last thing. We did. We we talked about the Niners uh, Packers game. You sent me a you sent me a tweet that you saw, and I sent you a reply to that that I saw, which was you know the the comparison of the three last Packers quarterbacks, and you know the the how they're 
careers kind of mirror each other. The backing up of Rodgers, the backing up of Favre, the coming in, the looking just as good, the better. He's Love has the highest quarterback rating of any Packer ever. Like he does, blah, 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 all these things. Was his, like, was he weekend at Bernie's too? Was he, like, was he taken over in a voodoo thing by Brett Favre on that last throw? Was that the most Brett Favre throw you've ever seen in your whole goddamn life? Yeah, it was. Like, was he, like, is he in the huddle and all of a sudden, He's just like been himself the whole game. And he's like, all right, here we go. Wrangler jeans, throw it over the middle, steal money for a volleyball court on two on two. And they're like, what the fuck just happened? He's like, after I make this throw, I'm going to show y'all my dick. And they're like, why is he talking where he's like, uh, hut, hut, hut. And they're like, fuck, he's Brett Favre. And then he just fucking, what's well, it's crazy. Most reckless drive ever, most reckless drive I've ever seen in my life. There was a minute left, given, in the, like, given this, given this situation. Yeah, there was a there was a full minute left in the game, like a full minute off balance, cross body into the double coverage, middle of the field, somewhere. Brett Favre was at home with his fucking four and a half inch cock falling out of his Wrangler jeans, being like, "I tip my cap to you, sir." That was some Brett Favre shit. That was the most Brett Favre shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so reckless. It was Freaky Friday. It was so reckless. It was like the, uh, do you remember the original fucking Freaky Friday, which was uh, Kirk Cameron and um, and fucking Dudley Moore in the track, track star game? You ever, do you remember on- that movie? I'll be honest. There's been so many. I didn't know that one existed. Yeah. This is that. All of a sudden, <laughs> it was raining. There was a bolt of lightning, and all of a sudden, Brett Favre was inside Jordan Love. Grab your flip phone, boys. After I make this throw, you're going to take some pictures of my dick. Say it, what? And they're like, what the fuck? It sucked because you know what? That, that drive had all potential to just be like, this is a wild game, man. And it just ended, just boom, just abruptly. Just a terrible. And then I love the guy trying to return it. I was saying the same thing. Return it for the cover. Return it for the cover. <laughs> Everybody else is going, go down. I'm like, stay up. Stay up. Lateral it. Yeah, that was wild. That was insane. All right. Well, let's wrap things up here. Got a nice preview coming Thursday. So we'll jump into all those things on uh, Thursday. And you already have our picks, basically, although Andy's going to monitor the line all week. And I'm going to monitor Debo Samuel's health. But I told you guys when the show started, I already knew who both of us were picking in both games. And I also know where we're going to sit. Oh, you know you, you know who I'm picking Ravens-Chiefs game? Yeah, I do. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Do you? Unless, unless I can, unless I can, uh, Brett Favre take over your mind and convince you otherwise. I know in your head you think I'm taking the Chiefs, don't you? Yeah. Okay, and if, we'll and here's the thing, and here's the thing, I might have, I might have ruined that by giving you the whole week to think about it. But I, but I also think you'll have the whole week to think about Pat Mahomes. You're gonna like this whole week seems to be anything like, you know, Patrick Mahomes being 
this guy he's gonna go you're you're gonna get freaky friday by chris collinsworth i'm not sure there's three guys in the whole history of the football who can go into baltimore on afc championship game and deliver i mean come on come on mike look at this guy baltimore's d is really good man yeah um Shout out to everybody. A couple, couple dirt balls came out in the Central Coast this weekend. I got a bunch of shows coming up. Go to JoePrano.com or follow me on Instagram at JoePrano. I got some shows coming up in Arizona. I got some shows coming up in Vegas. I got some shows coming up in Utah, I believe, in early March. Uh, dancing around, coming back to the East Coast in the spring. Shocker. Early baseball season. I'll make a trip back to the homeland. Uh, I've got some shows coming up in and around Los Angeles, February 29th, Leap Day. Um, running back that show that I had to cancel while I was in Hawaii, a night of sports comedy at the Improv. Uh, get your tickets now. It's already up on Improv.com's website at the Hollywood location. A night of sports comedy. We're going to do the Brett Favre Freaky Friday, take your dick out jokes, but on a stage. Um, come see the show. And just follow me on all my social media to see where more shows are going to be and where I'm going to be visiting. All right, all right, all right. That is our show for this Monday. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.